and piles and piles of filthy cash. I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. 
They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a... Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Night Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Uh, he's Carl. We watch a full night movie on YouTube. Perhaps you know us by our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You can use that to find us on your favorite podcast uh, applications. You can find us at mutinyradio.fm where we stream live every Tuesday p.m. Uh, Sunday Pacific Standard Time, courtesy of Manager Pam Benjamin, big woot woot, Pam Benjamin. Uh, you can go ahead and donate money to the station, courtesy of Venmo at Mutiny Radio. Dot, uh, Mutiny Radio. That's what it is on Venmo. Carl, what movie are we watching today? Yeah, you're right. We are watching The Salvation Hunters. The Salvation Hunters. That's what you put in your YouTube search engine. It's 1925, and you will come to a channel okay. called The First Movie. Doesn't sound promising, but okay. Uh, I did that and I hit pause, so I have this movie uh, queued up on zero zero 
zero, excuse me. Uh, Carl. Yeah, so we are going to want you to do the same, and we are going to have a countdown. Uh, we're very uh, pleased to have during these times the man himself, the countdown king, the maestro descending numeral, Mr. 321. Brum, bum, 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 Yes. How's it? Yeah. Happy quarantine. Happy quarantine from the three corners of the earth. I know there's no quarantine. All right, you guys. You know it. Let's do it. Happy watchers. Well, let's do the The derelict. Yeah, it's for that Earth. It's for that Earth. Thank you, Paul. Cool. Paul, you're hanging out with us, right? You're you're here for the whole show. As I'm our guest. I'm gonna hang out for as much as I can. <laughs> Just the whole thing. You can do. The movie is It's only 108 minutes. Yeah. 1457. It's Olaf Hutton's uh, best work. Let alone Otto. I don't want to call him Joseph von Sternberg, you know, because he made up the Vaughn. Right. But that's his uh, stage name. Now, you just saw three of his films, right? What'd you think? Yeah. So Criterion Collection released last year the silent pictures of Joseph von Sternberg. And I caught it right before the library closed. And I just watched all three. So I watched Underworld, which is fantastic. It was right after this movie. And he did a film about the Russian Revolution and about a film shooting a film about the Russian Revolution called The Last Command, where an actual Russian czar from uh, 1819 is in this uh, 1925 film production and he keeps saying flashbacks. It's pretty cool. And then the last film was called The Docks of New York, which was basically a Popeye adventure where uh, this mean guy, Bill, uh, kicks ass. He's kind of cool. So, yeah. His films are good, but this one was all in the documentary supplement, The Thought, that this film is not about a subject, but it's about a concept, The Thought. And I said, my God, this film sounds so bad. Let's watch it. Okay, so now we open up uh, at the harbor, and this is where the dredge is. This is where the mud of the earth is. Uh, well, at least we're, not, uh, watch, uh, we're watching a film to kind of sweep away the drudgery of our life. That's not so bad, right? Yeah, right? I got to see literal drudgery. Got PlayStation. PlayStation? Give it up for, I have two PlayStations, man. Three and four is functional. I've been going back and forth. I have um, I have Tetris. I have, uh, a, I have a sex slave in the basement. I have chutes and ladders. Lots of things to keep me entertained. Get out of here. Shoots and ladders and Tetris? Yeah, and I have Risk and Monopoly, but Monopoly just makes the family fight. Yeah. Oh, you you, well, you duplicated something. You already said Risk and Monopoly. Oh, she's no hostage. She's a uh, 
sex slave, but, uh, you know, I also, never mind her, I also have a pinball machine to keep me interested in things. I got, uh, gay route. We have air hockey. You do not have a, do you have a pinball machine? Uh, yes. Yeah. We, we believe the sex slave, but not the pinball machine. There wasn't I'll enough. Trade you, I'll trade you a, a, a jukebox. Ah, yes, I needed a jukebox. There wasn't room enough in the <laughs> game room, right? So I put the pinball machine on my elevator, and I took it to the third floor. Elevator. And that's yeah. We have like a parlor. How difficult was it to get your pinball machine into your elevator? Uh, it was four hundred dollars. That's how difficult. Uh, they did a good job, those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Bass is right. You called up Task Rabbit. Okay, now this. I need to get my football machine. Yeah. Okay. You see him walking. All right, go ahead. Okay, that's the boy. Yeah. And he is our first, and he's pretty much the star of the film. Now this guy, he wanted to have a star, a vehicle, so that he could show people that he was an actor, uh, and so he paid his own money for von Starnberg to make this film. So this is the first shopping mall acting school scam in, in American history. Now look, look, it says the boy believed he was a failure because he was a coward. Okay, that plays into the plot. He's got to overcome that. Yeah, he looks kind of chicken. Now, here the director uh, gets us over the head with the theme of the film. It is, he believes there are children of the mud in this world and children of the sun, okay? And he thinks he's in the middle. Okay. Like he can get to the sun, even though he is in the mud. He can get to the sun. Now, the dredge in this film, and you guys already yeah, know this. It, okay, it takes the mud out of the, under the river, and it puts it in the sun to dry. See? Children of the mud could become children of the sun. It's all up to you, the director claims. And then they take that sun-dried mud and they sell it. <laughs> Entrepreneurial. That's pretty impressive. Pull yourself like up by mud. straps. The mud straps. Wow. Drudgery, mud straps. I didn't know this all connected to some fucking weird shit. Woohoo! It's his first film, first director you know, he's ever done. The guy came to him and he wanted to do a comedy. Uh, and it was called Bugs. Let me see what it was called. And then he said, <laughs> My wacky mud bugs. Liar. Liar. Von Mud. And he, Von uh, Sternberg said, let's do this instead. And the guy just wanted himself on film. So he said, okay. Yeah, all right. You do have a Von in your name. No help. Ooh, no help wanted. I'm here for the no help that's wanted. I'm here for no help. Uh, okay, now, uh, in his dreams, he didn't walk alone. So here is the girl, okay? Yes, the dredge yes. picked her up out of the mud, and she's bitter. She's bitter. She hates life. She hates this world. She hates being in the mud. She thinks it's all crap, and that needs to change in her. This is the only time we're going to see this cat. Does it, I'm checking does the cat die.com, and uh, it doesn't look good. Um, we will see the cat one more time. When the cat is trapped in a box, they let him out, and 
they consider it an omen that they must leave the mud. You'll see. <laughs> if you open a box and a cat came out, the first thing you say is, this yeah. is an omen, I must leave the mud. Leave the mud. <laughs> leave the mud. You saw it, the cat was in the box, it got out, we gotta leave the mud. It's so odd. I would be like, who the fuck's putting cats in boxes? That was pretty normal in 1925. Here's a box. Oh, I hope it's a possum or a cat in there. Now, it's a cat. My lucky day. Oh, we got to go. <laughs> it was a possum. Okay, now, that is not Paul Brumba. That is a guy called the Brute. And the Brute is the heavy and one of the reasons they leave the mud. Now, here comes something for no reason. For no reason. He can't read Chinese. So like a dope, he scratches his well, head. No, he doesn't know what to order. It all looks so good. Right. Just order by the numbers. You know what? Tell you what, Chef Special, huh? Whatever, whatever you recommend. That'd be great. Thank you. I'll be back. Now, we walk away from that sign. That's it for the whole film. It has nothing to do with anything. Doesn't make sense why they... Okay, look. What's at the top? What do you see at the top, Paul? Wanted, yeah. This is his big chance. <laughs> Just like a Kafka novel, he's gonna climb to the top to get his help. The, the get ladder, the, the ladder. There it is. I never knew where it was. That the ladder was Right, it was by the docks all along. I remember walking yeah. past that ladder when I was walking past the docks, and I said, "Oh, there's a former there." It was only years later I realized <laughs> it was not the former. It was the latter. It was not the former. It was the latter. It was not the former, but the latter. That's a brilliant joke. I stepped all over it. Now, Kafka books always has the guy working hard towards a goal, hard towards a goal, hard towards a goal, and then the end, it all gets crapped on. And it did all his hard work is for nothing. So that's what I think of when he goes up the ladder. Okay. Now, here's yeah, the... Yeah, I think of like some... He probably said, you know it would be great if I shot a movie where this symbolizes employment opportunity. <laughs> so hitting it on the head. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now look, the brute's being nice to the girl, right? Giving her a cigarette. What's he up to? Look at yeah, his grip on her. Look at his hands. But We watched this, uh, with my, my wife and I, I'm looking, he's gripping. I, I thought he was a brute, not now, what is he? He's really not a creeper. He made a pass at a woman. He got rejected and he leaves, right? He really didn't break any yeah. rules. He shouldn't have touched her. How about that? Why shouldn't he? He would have been thrown out of comedy nowadays. That's right. My wife, my wife mentions he pulls a cigarette out of his pocket and she smokes it. Yeah. That's not phallic. That's pretty, is that what you think? No, I think it's pretty unhygienic, uh, but, you know. <laughs> they must be sturdy cigarettes, because usually they break in my pocket. Okay, now the brute came up to the girl, tried to sleep with her. The girl said, forget it, bub, and he left. So who should come along but the right. boy? And we're going to see, like, kind of the opposite of the brute. Was this scandalous in 1925? I don't know. You were talking about how people rioted, and I read that too. 
But there was nothing. What is scandalous? No, I guess, I guess uh, yeah, I nothing was really. To... I still want to. I still want to say things that I've said before when I've won. Well, you should if they were good. Just don't mention your erector set. <laughs> and what is it? Good? Yeah, that's don't... the right answer, girl. That's the right answer. Now she's not. A oh, good this girl. scene was controversial because it shaves all the women in the theater smoking cigarettes. That's valuable business. So what that scene was supposed to say is the, the, the sun has met the mud, right? And the sun believes in the mud that it right. can come out into the sun. And the mud does not believe that. But she just lets the mud believe what it can. Now here's the child, the child, not the boy. Not the boy. Well, that's confusing. We already had a boy who's an adult. Right. The child innocent, and the world is fresh and new to right. the child. Therefore, the child sees the optimum is it in it. He hasn't tried things and been beaten down before. That's going to inspire the child. The child looks really familiar. Oh, shit, that's my kid. Holy cow. I'm looking for him. Been at the docks, hanging out with derelicts. When was this filmed? Because if this was on one of my visitation rights days. <laughs> it was 1925. Check the ledger. Yeah, I'm calling the judge. I will have my lawyer call the judge. Listen, back in 1925, it was. You're in the He absolutely littered. They all did. That's pretty quick. Oh, the drudgery. If I ever do a time travel oh. movie, I'm definitely having going him back going back to the time of smoking when smoking was everywhere on airplanes and office buildings. Yeah. You people just throw it on the ground. Oh, you have like there's matches in this movie where they light them on the they they strike the match on off the wall, oh. you know. That's cool. Back then yeah. you can like strike matches off. Yeah, right. You could do it off a dude's forehead. Yeah, I know. Now your boss gets pissed. Yeah, now you're what a world. Yeah. You're like, boss, here, take this. What a matchbook? Yes, please hold the striker <laughs> by your forehead. What? Just for a second. Yeah, just you know, one time I uh, I stuck matches in my boss's shoe and I lit it on fire, and he just did not appreciate it. Yeah. Didn't find the humor in it. I know. In the eighties, you could you just can't do a hot foot nowadays. You can't do a hot foot anymore. Seniority. Okay, so look what the brute is doing. I can hardly watch because I've seen this so many times. It's just beating up a kid, Carl. Oh, it's awful. But the boy doesn't do anything, and that makes the girl pissed off. Coward! You coward! The boy being the young man. Howard. Dude, you got just got to accept that that's the boy, that's the girl, and that's the child. Like Adam and Eve and uh, Adam Jr. So what's he doing, Mike? He's just choking a child. Have you seen that back in 1924? What's the boy doing? 25. What's the boy doing? <laughs> he abducts the child. 
of Jacques. So he saves the <laughs> child, but he doesn't save the guy. See, he's not over his coward all the way yet. Not by a long shot. Oh, yeah, but the guy, here comes the guy. Give me back that child. I wasn't done strangling him. It's true, mister. He was only two-thirds into strangling me. Now, the mud girl, right? She, right. She is going to be amused at what happens to the brute, right? But she, So she's going to laugh, and she's going to enjoy her life for two seconds. And then she's going to realize she's enjoying herself and cut it out. As, as the goth code goes. Right. You can't smile goth when you're goth. Goes. Oh, Buster so Brown. This would be perfect for, like, goth preteens to watch. They would absolutely admire her. They would, they would adore this movie, The Salvation Hunters. Yep. Look what happens to the brood. He's getting all yucked up with the wet mud. Yeah. Here's mud in your eye. Mud, mud. Well, it was that was mud was on his thigh. Here's mud in your thigh. <laughs> now watch, she's gonna be amused by him getting his. She looks up at the people in the control tower. See him? Right. Yes. She like yes, now she can't smile. Dump it on him. They swing the dredge over. Oh, so she gives him the okay, and then the station guys do it. Well, I'm not sure. It's implied, but did she really? I'm not sure. Now, Carl researches these movies for us by watching them numerous times. How many times have you seen The Salvation Hunter so far? This is five, and if you count that time, it's like five and a half. I do. Watch, watch yeah. what happens. She's all muddy. <laughs> she loves it. Then she goes, wait a minute, I'm emo. Yeah, right. I got the, the safety guys are looking at me. Hold on, I'm goth. I'm goth. I better pull it together here. Can't tell if there's mud or crap in my pants. Thanks. Well, I would have good money to get mud poured on me. Of course it's mud. Okay, now the child is freed and brought to the girl. It isn't brought back to the girl, right? It, she, it wasn't the girl. They're starting to form a family unit here without knowing that. The Holy Trinity. That's the uh, wrong analogy, Mike. Oh, damn it. Uh, it's nacho cheese, cool ranch, and flaming hot. Right, the Holy Trinity. Exactly. No, it's the nuclear family. But it's important that they're not related. They're people in the mud helping each other out. I, I remember the sitcom based on this movie, Stuck in the Mud. It was adorable. <laughs> you take, one you one take the badge, you have the mud and sun, and then you're glad. What, what was they it? say life is like mud. As mud people and sun people and fun people. <laughs> it's just the muds of life. <laughs> so the boy now streaming. Hey girl, why don't we get out of the mud? And she goes, Where? Where? There's mud everywhere. And he goes, nah, I can't be that there's mud everywhere. Come on, girl, what do you say? You me and the kids? 
<laughs> That's what he's acting. Of course, it's a silent movie, but, you know. So she rejects him, but wait, they hear something in the box. Oh, the aforementioned cat. I didn't mention four cats. The one cat. Well, I aforementioned uh, several times. Oh, that's I forgot that you did. Oh, what do you hear, kid? Ooh, possum. I hope it's a possum. Get your fat butt up, lady. Okay, is it going to be wow, someone lost cat? What do you bet, Paul? Possum or cat? Possum. <laughs> that's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> you see? Okay, open. That, that reminds me. Oh, it was a, not a possum. The black cat who was trapped in the box. Oh, it was an evil spirit. Leave the dreadnought. It buries your soul. What loud? These placards, man. You go to a silent movie, you just want to see someone sneeze and someone dance. Yeah. And then, like, the placard, true love. I know. I don't. I remember all... going to the movies and they didn't have the placards. They had the black cards. You know, clubs and spades. Oh, and the playing deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was well, like. No, I don't know the. Poster. What are those those title cards called? Title cards. Uh, that was their title. <laughs> okay, now. What's happened? The director should have had us. Boom, we're on our way, right? They just right. had their inciting incident. Let's get out of the mud. Let's leave this place. So, let's go. What's going on? Why are we stalling? We're waiting for the guy who's trying to suffocate a cat. Right. It's fuck. Okay, so Emo's thinking it over. <laughs> Where's the possum? Yeah. I was and, the and so they moved. Perhaps in the wrong direction. All right, well, very excited. To the perfect place, the perfect place. Out of the mud they come. Edgerisa, the thing of the past. Now look how they're getting in a boat. What is this crap? He owns a boat? It's not even a boat. They just stole, stole a boat. There must be boats floating around back then. Now this, his movie docks in New York and Underworld. It always makes you think that this movie takes place in New York Harbor. Okay, now, the director says they left the mud to go to the sun, but look at their sun. It's pretty muddy, pretty crappy. This is California? Yeah. Yeah, I always thought it was New York, like he was shooting a film in New York Harbor. It looks, well, okay, let's. Uh, it's San Pedro, Chinatown, San Fernando Valley, and Grand Arthur Studios. So that's all Los Angeles kind of area, right? 
Yeah. Now you see, these are bums. <laughs> to us, they might look like, oh, he's an aristocrat. No, no, no. These are the bums. Huh. Was he allowed to shoot bums back then? Well, I don't know about allowed, but he wasn't arrested. <laughs> and interested in continued salvation hunters. This movie bombed on the night. Bombed. People walked out of the really? The actors walked out. It was it was a horrible embarrassment for everybody. They're all silent actors, so they just they just emoted when they left. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, this is rugged ruffians, right? One of right. them is a pimp. Uh He's found a young girl in the city, you know what I mean? Like, obviously in distress. Right, fresh off the boat. Now, the I other guess, yeah. one is like a, just a thug who's there for show and we'll never see him again in the film. So that's the pimp right there? Yeah, that's the pimp. And he's buying a lady. Fresh meat for him to psychologically manipulate. Well, all they're doing is hanging around. Yep. We're well, sussing them out, what? sussing them out. Now, is this like a block inside a city block? Yeah. Just storefront? So, the alley. by, and he goes, Hey, you need a place to stay, my friend. <laughs> oh, that wasn't was so bad. So, uh, Vaughn Sternberg, right, he had a failure at the box office, and he wasn't even a director, he wasn't even a real guy, you know what I mean? So, he took yeah. the film to Charlie Chaplin's house, and he snuck it into the house, I don't want to oversell it, like sneaky, he put it with the, the, the packages that were coming to the house, and left. And so, it got into Charlie Chaplin's house, and one day, Charlie Chaplin was walking around, you know, that walkie-walkie... You don't think he used to do that waddle walk? I can see it right now. Yeah, I can vision it right now. And he was spinning an umbrella. So anyway, he just <laughs> happens upon it. And he said, this is an Amazon Prime. Right. Yeah. Right, he's like. This is in my uh, <laughs> month basket. Did I play it? So, well, he had a studio, right? He could play a projector, absolutely. screening room. He was a movie star. So he, he finds a yeah. piece of film and he goes, Hey, guys, what's this, eh? And he goes to his projector and says, Go ahead, spin it, let's see. And they, he watched this film and he loved it. He fell in love with it. Now, he's bringing them to it's an apartment just out of the goodness of their heart. Here's a place for you nice folks to stay. And look. That's one of his girls. Oh, he's get her back in the room. Just telling you, man, Rambo Last Blood, he went into one of these uh, hotels and killed all the pimps. Did you see how she he, like, pushed her in that room? Let me tell you something, both yeah. of you guys, Paul, you too. I am always very nice to the help. Oh, yeah, you don't push him into his back into the room? Yeah. It goes a long way. I just, I just got a notification 
subject of this great movie. But I just got notification that uh, the Edge of Insanity the difference between him and them is uh, they have Oh, what's going on? Doggy dog world. Shut down. Shut up, down. Paul. Oh, oh my God. Taco down, Paul. Taco down off the edge. My name. So they have this good fortune of finding a place, but it comes at the the help of a pimp, even though they have no idea that he's a pimp. And if you were watching this film in our day and age, you wouldn't either, because they never have him do anything. It's like an unwritten rule of the 20s. We know it's a pimp. Don't got to put it in our face and be improper. Right. We're all wearing suits. We're all gentlemen here. That's right. He doesn't, like, take money. and They don't show us the scene where he takes money and sells a girl. They don't show it, but we all know it. <laughs> well, this is not good. This movie's gone bad. I'm concerned. They're better off in the mud. <laughs> well, the thing is, the pimp doesn't get his way. So that's not as bad. Right. <laughs> The sun wins in this. Oh. Look at that. Okay, strike a match. Yeah. Know Just light it off your boss's forehead. It's no problem. <laughs> Hiya, boss. How is the papers working? Flick. Lights his cigar. That's so rude. You should light my cigar first. Sorry, boss. Say, Bugsy, how about you leave a guy's cigar hanging here? Here you go. Sorry, boss. Sorry, boss. Okay, now, I'm not sure what's going on. It's like he's, the pimp is telling the prostitute, like, don't give me any shit. I'm obviously trying to recruit some new people. Don't fuck up. So I, I have a joke. Uh, it's a corona joke. Okay. It's an impression. It's my impression of the uh, Newsy announcing the coronavirus. Extra, extra, last, last Newsy announces headline. <laughs> They're out of there. There's no point. Get out. Stay home. You could do that without corona. Oh, yeah? Maybe I should. <laughs> People listen. Yeah, get that joke. You could say, All right. Well, I only do on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I always have to stop and read. Well, I'm confused. The child and the boy throws me off. Basically, what this is saying is that, okay, we've got shelter. That's good. But that's not enough for people. We are starving. Right. Well, he's pacing back and forth. That's more exercise than I've done in this week. <laughs> I, I in the beginning, um, 
Paul was saying that he was coming from the three corners of the world or shouting out to him. And I was, he's clearly a, a triangle earther. Right, yeah. No, it's not earther. Oh, there's a child on the set all along. Right. Now look at that cute kid. She will try hard not to fall in love with that boy because she's all emo. He's all goth. But, but it's going to be difficult. Yeah, don't smile. Stay goth. Well, I think God. he's sick. Uh, I got to go. So he goes, good night, and goes out to sleep in the hallway. Isn't that weird? No, it's the gentleman thing to do. It is. Not in this building. 25. I mean, if they were there and not married and in the same room, People would just assume they did it. Right. Especially with a child there. That's like a dead ringer. If a child is there, they're definitely... That indicates people... Yeah, they definitely do it. QED. Do the math. You know, I was thinking, if an eight-year-old is into kitty porn... What? What? Well, all right, so thanks. My corona joke wasn't the worst thing on this podcast. (laughs) But look, it's his contemporary. contemporary. The girl at school. Carl, Carl. Yeah, crack a window, Carl. Get some air in that roof. Oh, boy. This still brings out a lot. Now, why are they salvation hunters? They just want to get away from the drudgery. Right. Well, that's they're looking for salvation from the drudgery, quite frankly. Ah. Pretty dull. They're hunting for it. This is a, Lots of hunting around. They colder, colder, warmer. Okay. Now, wait. Don't miss the drama. She is pissed off that he's out there trying to show that she's not a bad girl. He doesn't care what the world, you know, don't try to help me. She's offended. She's offended. He's saying get a job. I know that's pretty bad. Here, here. Don't forget it. I'm going over to the penthouse. So he starts to sing the blues out there, and he's like, every morning she throws him in my face. He throws the wand, adds in my face, get a job. Sha-na-na-na. <laughs> yeah, that's the blues. So he was the creator of Sha-na-na, is what you say. <laughs> it's it's Sha-na-na in spirit. It's 50 years. He had an idea. He said, in 50 years, people will be nostalgic for 30 years from now. I wonder if he was a kid in a movie theater and he saw this, and so he went home and he was like, hmm. (laughs) What was she trying to say? Now look, look. He can't help Right? It's pulling her heart. She's not really fighting it right now. You know what I mean? But 
it's Don't smile. Dent. I put a dent in the armor. Uh, we we assume the kid is a merchant. Is there gonna be a scene where the parent shows up to the docks going, "Have you seen my kid?" <laughs> the dredge He's right here. There we go. He's got to look for work again. Hope there's not ladders involved. Another ladder. A Fuck ladder. this work job. Search. Oh, I thought in the city oh. they'd have a few formers. Why can't they put the help wanted sign at the bottom rug of the ladder? Right. It would be the former. <laughs> you talking to me? No, I'm talking about the ladder. Like that is this like unemployed guy hangout? Damn it. Well, it's like looking for work. Come down here, fill out a paper. Right. Okay, now, she's not a very good woman's liver, but it's because it's 1925. Like, for instance, she was like, go save that kid from the brute. You're a coward. You're a coward. But she didn't do it. And she's like, go get work. Now, look how cute the Kid is being. He's, uh, she has to laugh. Oh, don't don't crack. Don't don't said you're cool. Oh, uh, they're like a family. Well, that's what they're it, like a family. Yeah. Now you saw when it began. Now we're in the middle. For the first time, she has some affection yeah. for that boy. That's not really true. She's there's there's been chinks in her armor. Oh, and the bouncing of that couch, that's probably foreshadowing. Uh, what? He's going to get humped? Uh, for <laughs> okay, now, here's Pimp, and he's trying to figure out, how am yeah. I going to get this girl? Like, i got to get him desperate enough. How am I going to get this girl? Are they drinking from the water fountain? Uh, uh, there's a water fountain in the middle of the street. Yes. And Demon's California is strange. Now look, no, but it's interesting. That water fountain has other purposes too, including being a fire hydrant. There's like, you could shower a little bit, like under your arms and such, wash your face. Well, yeah. Like I mean, you, you got to stand in the room. Yeah. Clean up your armpits. Right. Now, why do we see the dredge? Okay, is it to remind us? And there's the brute. I don't know why we see it. I kind of missed the dredge. I asked Joseph that a scene. So this isn't when he was Joseph von Sternberg. He was just Joseph Sternberg. Joey. Joey Sternberg. The neighborhood. Because he made a dumb choice. Why would he show us the dredge? So he was born in Vienna. They moved to New York like during the whole like Ellis Island thing. And then he moved back to Vienna. And then he moved back to New York, uh, New York After again. After success, he went back to Vienna. He yeah. went to New York and he well, he was, he was uh, doing labor, uh, and then he bumped into someone. He just had a chance to work in film. Uh, let me try to figure that out. Was it Charlie Chaplin? How did he know Charlie Chaplin? No, he didn't at all. He didn't at all. He took the film and he snuck it into Chaplin's house, hoping that Chaplin would see it and fall in love with it. And for some reason, that's exactly what happened. Chaplin's a fucking sadist. Huh? 
Oh, there you go. Pretty awkward. These are six feet away. For some reason, I didn't print it out, but what happened is he was sort of a day laborer person, and he got the opportunity to be a day laborer for something that had to do with film. And he, being around those sets day after day for uh, three months or something, he sort of wormed his way into doing a job. And that's how he started in pictures. Then this guy came to him out of the blue. Okay, so let's see. He had done something. Yeah, he was assistant director and writer for William Neal's movie By Divine Right, 1924. You saw that? No, I think they, they talk a little bit about him getting into the film. Well, that assistant director thing was and writer thing was his only real credit. And this guy wanted to make a movie in which he was the star. So he came to Von, you know, who else is going to talk to him? Hollywood? No. Right. This was actually sort of one of the first independent films, although it was picked up and distributed by Paramount. It was one of, I don't, I strike that. I'm not sure, but I'm saying, I'm not sure of the company, but it got into the theaters, you know. So it was like one of the first right. independent films ever made. Huh, not much has changed. Okay, the boy comes home and what does he say? No job. Hmm. No job, eh? Well, if you, you want to get with me, you better get a J-O-B. I have to get a job? Fuck this. Okay, so he's going to go in to the uh, prostitutes, but what is she doing? She's spying. She's very, very interested in the new tenants. He's watching that through a keyhole. Well, he just wanted to make sure he was right, that she was really listening. There you go. Open that door boldly. Gotcha. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was room 212. Now, I'm not sure why he's mad about that. Like, I'm not sure why he... I guess it's sort of like, don't mess this up for me. Something like that. Right. Now, you see, we never know that she's the prostitute, right? We never right. see a money transaction. We never see a pimp hand. We never see, well, we're seeing that now, I guess. We never see gentlemen, right? Right. So he's just a kind of annoying guy, basically. Oh, here we go. Here's dinner. A little stick for you. Single mint. One third mint. See that? Yeah, most people get a stick of double mint. He offered uh, two thirds of double mint. I, I think it's more turkey. Yeah. Now look, uh, God bless uh, our home. Yes, but it's crooked, the sign. Yeah, the director's being real directory here. He's showing you these people aren't 
husband and wife and child from them. These are three strangers who are making the best. And it says our home, because they're making that happen by a mistake almost, by happenstance, but it's a crooked sign. They're not there yet. Oh. And that was from 1925. That was a sign of their time. Uh, uh, that's true. That is true. Paul Brumba, this is a that's... dream. Paul, do not think this is reality. He's dreaming it. Are you sure? Well, I mean, the internet. I'm watching. I'm just they put it in the trailer, though, to make it look like part of the real uh, life. Yeah. I thought they were they look like uh, going to a party. Well, there is blackface in this, yeah. Oh, is that? That's Trudeau's great-great-grandfather. Wait a second. I think those are African-Americans. I don't think it's. Like, all right. Okay, sure. That sounds so. Okay, well, I think those are. Uh... Okay, I'm not doing it. <laughs> He's telling a story about like life's gonna be grand and we're gonna get our own place. He's dreaming. He's dreaming. It's his own private dream. But he's talking on the couch, too, isn't he? I'm confused. No, they're falling asleep on the couch. He's dreaming. Oh. Wait, are you telling me this is a dream? I'm not saying it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Right this wait. way. Wait, he's sleepwalking. He's telling a story. Yes. Okay. And we're talking, and we're telling a story. Look, I, I swear to God. In the script breakdown, sort of like the Cliff's Notes or something, they call this part the dream. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Now, the boy's hungry, right? What a pain in the ass this kid, right? <laughs> now, what could they do to get food? What do you think, Paul? Uh, rob a bank. That, okay. All right, let me put that on the blackboard. They could rob a bank. Who else? Show of hands. Let me see. What could they do? <laughs> I was. Oh, ooh, ooh, right know, they rob a chewing gum vending machine and get more gum. Okay, okay, good one, Michael. Good one. They rob. Thank let me you. chalkboard that. Good yeah, chalkboard. First, they have to invent food. That's okay. Um, she could sleep with a man for money. Okay, good one, Michael. Good one. Let's write that on the board here. <laughs> I was only thinking. I was thinking that. I didn't say that out loud. Look at the mirror. Just lit the match. Don't you see? Yeah. So this is this is in the documentary too. They're saying that it's symbolic. The shard of the mirror and the right striking the match. It's her her psyche right now. That's right. She's in despair. Look, she burns herself. Barely. Look how sad oh, she is. Come on, wow. that's like John Skolnick's sister. <laughs> When 
when she was singing that song? Yeah, bloody sad. Suicide is painless. Suicide is Suicide. painless. Suicide. Sing a different verse. I was like freaked out. Sing a different verse. Yeah, he goes, and you don't sing. That's the title. So furious. I never get all of that story. Oh, this guy's horny. Wallflower. Okay, now, I don't oh, really understand this scene. The boy is up to something. Right. And the pimp's like, get out of here, punk. It's, he's pushing him with his pimp hand. Well, the pimp hand is really for the lady. Well, it's still strong. Speaking of the lady, she's, she's going down the steps. She's sort of wandering away. She's and maybe it's the pimp wanted his chance to speak with her alone. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I just I never understood the plot. Down. Why he got pushed into the room. Like, what does it mean? I don't know. Well, he wants him to stay, you know, stay at home. Hashtag. The thing is that this was supposed to. Huh. They wanted to leave the dredge. They leave the mud. There must be something better somewhere. And so they went to a terrible place. Right. This is when I think he's going to Sternberg from Carnarcy. Did you say back in 1925, audiences were like standing up in their seats saying, what is this shit? Well, I don't know why they rioted. It might be the next scene with the gentleman. Um. We only have one star in this whole film. Well, this movie is one star. <laughs> Did Bob Hope? Is it Bob Hope? Uh, it's Robin Williams. He'll, he'll do anything. The man who was in it, yeah, it's um, it's James Earl Jones, the man who will take any role. It's Tommy Lee Jones, the man who will take any role. It's oh, it's Nick Cage in the Salvation Army. <laughs> so, huh. like I say, I don't really know what's going on here. He's alone with the boy. The girl's wandering. Right. The pimp is standing guard. I don't know what's going on. She was thinking about it. She's looking for a sign that said Jesus saves, and she found it, and now she's going home. Jesus saves at ShopRite. <laughs> yeah, I think I got funded for that campaign. Look, look, you see his face, you recognize him. He's so famous. He it's always, Will Farrell. He always played villains, okay? And he was also famous as a sculptor. Interesting. Oh, wait. Oh, I know this one. Is it Toby uh, Mobius? I'm not asking you a question. I'm just saying this is... Oh, his name's Stuart Holmes. <laughs> Stuart Holmes. Oh, allow me to... Oh, Stuart Holmes. Oh, yeah. His name was there. So, look. Obviously, I'm a... he's trying to buy the girl. And right. Like, he ain't no ho. And the girl goes, let him think whatever he wants.
So will the girl sell her body for sex? Might be when they rioted. Right. Now, look, obviously the answer is going to be no. So he's like, gives them money anyway because they're poor. But the boy refuses the money. He gives it to the kid who says, thanks, mister. Yeah, great. A hundred dollars. Guy jerks off in the hallway. So did she bang you? No. He still has the money. I would hide that money quickly. Now, what does he do with the money? He runs away. The boy does, or the child does? Well, not yet. I, I jumped it. Oh, yep. There he goes. Yeah. They get some new parents. Slid down the stairs. That's so dangerous. Splinters in his. That's so ridiculous. Now, he turned down the sex for money. I don't know what's going on here in the scene. Uh, like, what's he, he is... upset about and what's... Hey, it looks like he failed. Oh, whoa, that was pretty cool. Nice editing. She really hates the boy, man. Oh, maybe not. Maybe she respects him now. He didn't do anything. I'm not sure. Okay, so it looks like she's softening up to him a little. Like he yeah. was offended uh -huh. with the getting with the offer, the what indecent proposal. He was offend offended. He's he's taking him a lot. Oh, meanwhile, it depends what he's hanging out in the other room. Well, he's strategizing. What am I going to do to get this bitch? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Symbolic. So he goes, I'll take her out to the country and I'll romance her. You never take me out but to the first, country and romance me. Is, is uh, his friend going to move? She's just been standing in place. Well, that's... A, oh, right. He goes, well, I can't just take her alone. I guess I have to take all you assholes, too. Yeah, right. Hello. Kramer. <laughs> yeah, right. So, what do you say we go to the country, huh? Now that your child has ran off with prostitute money. Oh, he's back. Yeah, now look what... I brought the kid. The kid pushes the pimp out of the way. He brought them food and milk. Yeah, that's now, so awesome. We have a funny moment of levity when he has a hard time getting the cap off. Hey, uh, Oh, the happy oh, ending, just like the pornos. 
right. He was a genius. He was ahead of his time. So for some, how are we going to end this shot? They take the pimp up on his offer, and they go out to the country. Right here. Well, this is symbolic. Their putt putt mobile. Now this, is, now, this is all painted, right? This is not a real location. This is a, a, a curtain. No, 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 no. They're really in the country right now. This is not okay. shot in the studio? This is San Francisco Valley. This is not shot in the studio. Look how they're getting up onto the ledge. That sign is really ironic. The sign is real estate developer saying, buy this plot of land, we'll build you a house. Well, this is great. And this is not a dream, this is real life. This is real life. Oh, this right. is the, the plot of the pimp to romance the girl and get her to be one of his girls. Gotcha. So I don't believe it. he's enlisted his girl to distract the boy. This is as good a place as any to have a picnic. Yeah, just to sit down and not have a picnic. They're starving, I'm Here, sure. I mean, they ate. Hey, let's scheme in this tree. Okay, now. We are going to have creeper moves. Now we're going to have, I mean, you just watch him. He's just lusting after her. When, where's the brute? He's, he, is he going to come back? No. He, he works at the dredge. That's right. That's the mud people. They're sun people now. They're not yet. They're on their way. They're like uh, land lovers. They're drying people. in the sun. So basically, their outing uh, in the country was, let's just drive into a field, park there, and everyone just sort of walk around the field. They don't have a picnic. They don't have a plan. They weren't invited somewhere. This is great. They said, let's just shoot here. All right. Roll them. Roll up. Why would they be? Oh, all right, never mind. It's, it's the house. Now you lean against a tree. Good. Roll them. <laughs> Roll them. Uh, we need to check continuity. Is this the uh, same tree? No? Okay, roll up. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You Go wanted ahead. a film in which you're the star. You got it. Roll them. Now you lay Roll in up. dirt here. Lay in the dirt. He, he did a lot of work that just never got released, too. Like, they just said, nah, we're not going to do it. Lost but after these movies, he, he kind of boomed. Like, people know him. I know him because it's, this is one of those movies where it's, he's a great director, and we find the worst film possible, and that's right. the film we watch. <laughs> that's he's, your show, man. He's, yeah, like we did that with Billy Wilder. We watched Kiss Me Stupid. We've done that with a lot of directors that oh, are, yeah, make Kiss good movies. And, I love but, that film. That film yeah, was fun. But it, it? Yeah. Not Tony Bennett. Well, was it? 
Dean Martin playing Dino. Yeah, right. Dino. Yeah. Dean Martin. Yeah. No, it's Dean Martin. Dean Martin. It was from the 60s. Well, basically, they wrote to town, and Dean Martin is a famous singer, and these guys write songs. And so they're like, let him try to sleep with your wife. Maybe he'll like our song. Yeah, great movie. Okay. Now the man's going to make his move, right? But the boy wants, the, the child wants the attention of the girl. Well, the pimp will have none of that. He's busy right now. Go away, kid. You bother me. Right. Go away, kid. Watch, he kicks him. Whoa, he pulled Wow, that kid's pretty sure. Wow, he really, he loves being, that kid loves to get beat up a lot in this movie. Right, he always picks the wrong men. Now look, this is what happened with oh. the brute. So the coward is ready. The boy is ready to stop. He's doing something. Damn it, I'm doing something. But remember how he did not beat up the brute? Right, he kind of just grabbed the kid and, and, and wandered off. Right, let's see what he does this time. Yeah, face up to it. Hey, mister. I say, good man, that's no way. What are you, a ruffian? <laughs> I'm no coward. Oh, boy. How are they going to get a ride home? And once again, the girl who's so judgy, she doesn't help and grab the, you know, hit the no. guy over the head. And maybe that's just cultural. This is bad. not supposed to. The problem is that the pimp is to ride home, so if he beats the shit out of them, how are they going to get back? <laughs> they figured that out. Yeah, you could ride home. Yeah. You'll see. I like how one guy's wearing a white shirt and one guy's wearing a black shirt. Right, but our hero is in black. Yeah, and the villain is dressed in white. Now, look, he's just not backing down. I'm going to beat the living shit out of you. Crack. Now, what do these cowards do? They run away. <laughs> Face down in the mud. Well, this is one big hill. Now, look. Brady Cat. Oh, yeah. You get back or you. Crack. Ouch! Ow! Looks like the pimp gloves on the other hand. Oh, how symbolic! Right by the sign. Man was only the victim. The boy was not beating him. He was conquering the harbor, the city, the mud, all the forces that had held him down, most of his own cowardly self. Okay, if if you say so. Right, he wasn't. He wasn't. I thought he was beating up the guy, but he was beating yeah. up everything in life that held him back. You could show it in special effects, or you could just be cheap and have a title card. A right. card. It's not a title card. It's the real estate sign. Oh. Final wallop. 
just fall off the cliff. Oh, he's going to be thrown off the cliff. He Cliffhanger. His car. Now they got to walk back. Ooh, that must have hurt. Fall into a jalopy like that? Absolutely. Those things, that was the rumble. It just had a rumble in the rumble seat. <laughs> now, Von Schurter does something here that no other film had ever done. They walk off into the sunset. Oh, well, that's an interesting way to end the movie. Does that mean that the cowboy ones did that too? Like, uh, because of this, or it's just a good idea? Just something that, you know, they made up on their so, own. No, you're right. They were big Voss Stromberg fans. Right? The Silent Fells, not, not the ones with Relina Dietrich. Now, look how she, Weird too. Look how she's holding his hand, right? Uh, arm, yeah, arm. Right. Yeah, by side, by side. Look, a little kiss, a kiss. Wow, she's falling out. So it isn't our conditions or its environment, it's ourselves. We control our lives, which I hate that message, but there it is. Yeah. You think it's just pandering, people will leave happy. I think it's blaming the victim. I think it's not taking care of poor people and then saying to them, come on, it's up to you. Yeah, come on, it's you your fate. Yeah. Yeah, no, Western movies saw that and they said, let's end in like Joseph uh, Steinberg. In 1925, right. Well, that yeah. was uh, Joseph von Sternberg's directorial direct debut. 1925. Carl, what'd you think of the Salvation Hunters? I don't know. I guess I didn't enjoy it. I mean, it's, I say thumbs down, but I think it was good for your show with a lot to talk about. Oh, man. What about you? Uh, Paul, what'd you think of uh, this movie we just sat through? Salvation Hunters. Well, I'll tell you, man. Something I wouldn't have probably Well, thanks. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I don't. I thought it was a slog, okay. but it was interesting. I guess. I don't know. I I know. Right. Things that were really quality. I never heard of them. Not dredging. Yeah. Right. It's dredging. Yeah. Right. No, it's the first time. It, it's dredgery. <laughs> it's dredgery. Oh, it's a lot of it. Dredgeful. Well, Dredgeful. I really like the elbows yeah. in this movie. I thought that they did the elbows very well. People, you know, they crook their arms and such. And I like the lead. Yeah. Like when you saw trees and such, the leaves were good. It was a good. Uh, you don't see that much, right? Part of this, part of these films was good. I I like the fact that the guy's car was thick. I think that's important. Well, it's a lot of positive things we could say about this movie. 
And now that it's over, we can never talk about it again. Uh, we are done with our movie. We are going to be back next week, uh, next Sunday. I can't find a trailer, Carl, but it is a sequel to a movie we did a couple years ago. Yes. Uh, next week, we're going to be watching Kung Fu Mahjong 2. Right. Uh, because uh, we watched the first one. We really enjoyed it. It's pulled from YouTube, but there's two other sequels. So next week, from 2005, we'll be watching Kung Fu Mahjong. Carl, how can people find you? CarlSucks.com? Correct. And listen, Kung Fu Mahjong was a very fun film. And I would, like, it's a film that I would have watched without our show. And so I'm interested to see what yeah. Kung Fu Mahjong 2 is all about. 2005, you had said. Yeah. And if this movie is actually good, then we can't watch it by default. But we'll we'll take our risk. Maybe it's bad. But I'm looking forward to it, too. Watch I enjoyed it the first Paul. one. Paul, where can people find you? Yeah, subscribe to our podcast and subscribe to Paul's podcast. Listen to us uh, consecutively on Sundays on Muni Radio. And a big shout out once again, Pam Benjamin, excuse me, station manager. Uh, extraordinaire. Uh, thank you for making this thing hum during these times. Thank you guys, the audience, for listening. We'll be back next week. Carl, thank you. Paul, thank you. We'll see you soon.
stretch, get stretched. Rocking with this tech, niggas better wear vests. Last year I was broke, young nigga in the crest. Now I show 20 better broke niggas, keep the rest. I ie.com today for showtimes and tickets. This is the Joke Workshop every Monday from 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. This is the show where comedians do four-minute sets, and there's four minutes of critiques by their comedian peers, their comedians, their comedian peers, and uh, everyone's going to learn and have a good time. Uh, Remember, means you have a minute, and you hear that horn, you have a minute. Get used to what a minute feels like. <laughs> it's a good thing to learn here at Joke Workshop. Uh, but hey, remember everybody, the microphones are out there for you to give constructive and wonderful comments on your comedian peers. Take notes. Uh, I'll be back here taking notes. And uh, and that is, that's how it works. You know, we're all here to learn and, uh, and work things out. New jokes, new stuff. Uh, and some comedians are just new, so everything they do is new. It doesn't even matter. All the material is new. It's great. Uh, your first comedian of the night, he's a lovely human being. He runs the board every Friday at happy hour. That's another open mic we have here on Fridays from 6 to 8. Put your hands together, everybody, for George D. Smith. You're too kind. You're too kind. If I had some money, I would put it in the bucket, but I'm going to put it on it. I was thinking about one thing that was funny to me. I was thinking about Jerry Lee Lewis, right? Do you know who Jerry Lee Lewis is? Thank you, right? Goodness gracious. Great balls of fire. Bum, 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 bum. One of like the, the progenitors of all the music that you like today. If you like like rap music, comes from fucking Jerry Lee Lewis and shit like that, right? Honestly, it's weird. But if you take the time to look it up, it's there. Anyway, Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> what I always found weird about him was there's a world full of women and the one fucking person he landed on was his second cousin. Isn't that weird? It's like nine billion people in the world, and how in the fuck do you land on your second cousin? Anyway, all right. Not as funny as I thought it would be. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's going to be awful. <laughs> All right. Oh, by the way, yeah, that's weird. All right. Yeah. Superman the movie. Is it the dumbest title or the second dumbest title, right? Because it's called Superman, right? I figure, right, it's called Superman. You don't really have to give me two dots 
and then say it's the movie because I already paid fucking money to go see Superman dot dot the movie and I was like well what the fuck <laughs> right like uh, where's the joke at I was trying to write it down there eh, give the fuck next all right <laughs> This is why I don't do jokes anymore, Pam, because I'm, I get too stupid and then I can't remember anything. Anyway, okay. let's, let's, let's stop doing that kind of joke shit. I hate that shit. I hate when I have shit in my hands. I hate when I feel, it makes me feel weird. Okay. Let me think about this for half a second. I, I bet, let me, this will be the end of the fucking five minutes. That's pretty good, okay? All right. What I really don't like about when like people, let's say my age or older or younger or something, start talking about shit that they don't like. Well, first off, what I really don't like is you telling me what today is like, okay? Because I already know what today looks like, okay? You know what I mean? Like when I hear somebody tell me a fucking airplane joke, hey man, when I was like 22 and I used to fucking fly all over the place, I used to be able to go up there in like three minutes, but nowadays I go over to the fucking airplane and TSA is up my ass with a fucking microscope. Can you believe that? I know what today is like. I don't need you to tell me what TSA is like, okay, guy? You could leave out all that shit and hopefully put a joke in where the fucking first part was. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, so that goes on with me thinking about... I don't even know how the fuck I even got there, but I'm going to try to get there. Okay. But I think I get that way because I think about my old parents. And like, I have like old thinking, right? And I think sometimes, like, people think like, I hate when people call people, hey man, hey man you got an old soul, right? Hey man, you got an old soul. And you're like, I don't have an old soul, I have old fucking parents. Cause they're like 38 years old and like they're, I have old ovaries. Okay. <laughs> I have like old sperm and old ovaries. And that means I have old thinking and old thinking, I guess makes old souls. And at the end of the day, I got one fucking joke. Hey, Pam. Yeah, George, what's up? What can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Thank you. Good night. Stay up there, George. Yeah, I've got comments. I don't know if Jonathan does too. Uh, stay up there. It's comment time. It's comments time. All right. So Monday, Monday. So so first. I have to remember to tell a joke. So first, you talked about your second cousin, uh, or you talked about Jerry, Jerry Lewis's. Lewis's second cousin, and I would somehow open that up to yourself, and it's like maybe you talk about yeah. your second cousin or one that you, a family member you were attracted to, or I absolutely someone. had one. That would be weird, but, but that or, would be or funny. make one up, or that your last name is Smith, and you think everybody's related to you, and so you're like, I'm constantly afraid of fucking my second cousin, but yeah. somehow I wish I had my pen on me. Why don't you throw me one of those pens from back there, just. Uh, uh, there's a pencil. What was the thing when they threw the pencils at the stage? But just somehow relate it to you because, Fine. like, 
Yeah, he was a creepy dude who was totally into his second cousin. Mm. But then the way to make it funny is to Mine. make it yours. Yeah. <laughs> and then with Superman the movie, I would do the same tag. Like, Superman the real man. Mine. Super- Superman like the Ubermensch. Superman Nietzsche style. Like, Superman like Superman the movie. Yeah, okay. But what Superman what? What else could you put? You know? Yeah, I know. More Superman loves Nutella. Like, I don't know. That, whatever. That. <laughs> Dot, dot, dot. So those were my comments. Oh, cool. Anybody else got any more comments for my horrifying set? I had the same couple of things, like, along the lines of what Pam was saying that... Tell I mean, a you joke make, once. You know, this idea with his second cousin. Like, how can you... I mean, is his sister even hotter? You know, or, like, is there some lyrics in his song that you can yeah, joke yeah, about? Yeah, for sure I could, yeah. Yeah, he got most inspired at family reunions, like something that goes a little further. Oh, no, there absolutely either. is. Yeah. Yeah. Great balls of fire. Like maybe he caught syphilis Goodness from his gracious. Third, he caught syphilis it's from his third cousin. my fucking cousin. Who gives a fuck? You get like, it's like such an easy joke. That's why I hate fucking writing comedy. Because like. Because <laughs> it's easy? Yes. 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 Huh. so fucking mad. Okay. Hold up. Uh, the movie, the thing that you're laughing at is that they're calling something that's obviously a movie what it is. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to think of some for you and I couldn't, but mm. there's got to be some others like, do you go to the DMV for a driver's license and, or do you go for a driver's license and they call it the DMV? Yeah, there you go. That's or, funny. I don't know. That's dumb. Or, but like, I mean, you can get annoyed. Or it's dumb. Christopher Reeves fell off a horse and died. You know, like, <laughs> is that what that the movie called? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he was super Coca-Cola. mad. Coca-Cola. You know what I don't worry about is Coca-Cola. <laughs> <Take me a laughs> minute. You know what I do worry about is Coca-Cola, not cocaine anymore. It's fucked up, right? I'd rather have a Coca-Cola than a fucking snort of cocaine every day of the week. It's so fucked up. Anyway, all right. I have so many better jokes on whatever I just said. But thank you very much. Thank you. Yay, everybody. Goodbye. Yay. George D. Smith. Yay. Today in the fills, we're listening to corn because I find it to be very throwback to when I was teaching junior high. And I find that sometimes joke workshop feels like teaching junior high. But your next comedian, man, actually, you look like the uh, like the, the principal that everybody would want to fuck. I could totally see you walking around the halls in a, in a high school with that suit on. And like everybody be like, you fucking, I want to fuck the principal too. Everybody put your hands together for Allison Hooker. Nice, thank you. No, I um, I'm dressed like this because I'm actually uh, a real estate agent. I just do comedy for the money. Um, but actually, if you guys want to buy a house, please do talk to me after. <laughs> or if any of you blow up, if any of you blow up, I'm I get the comedy circuit, okay? I woke up this morning and I went to work. I called it a daymare. Uh, anyone else? <laughs> So you guys, I was uh, I was on the phone with my sister today, and she told me that she caught my eight-year-old niece kissing a boy in the bushes. And I was, yeah, I was walking down the streets of San Francisco, and I was like, damn, that's crazy, because I just saw a grown man making six figures ride by on a scooter wearing a helmet and a backpack. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like trip off that. Like, my eight-year-old niece is more mature than a lot of men in San Francisco. She like, she one day was like kicked on her scooter. She's like, fuck this. I'm gonna see what's going on in those bushes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know, ladies. I don't know if you you're single. The only women. In. I don't know if you're single, but do, are you guys single? 
Yeah, do you like being single in San Francisco? Yeah, it's, a, it's an appropriate response, actually. It's kind of a weird city to be single in. It's like a weird mix of, um, I don't know, awkward with too much money and then just kind of dicks. Like, I, I, got, I got nagged the other day. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to overlook you. <laughs> I got nagged. Do you guys know what nagging is? Yeah, a guy kind of like some backhanded compliment so that you think you have to like make yourself look good to him. So he comes up to me, he goes, you know, I usually talk to women that are younger, uh, but you have a nice body. It looks like you work on it too much. <laughs> and like immediately I was like, oh my God, I want him in my mouth. You know, <laughs> what kind of black magic is this? But then I had to just... <laughs> take a deep breath, get off my knees, like gather myself. And I was like, no, that was kind of rude. Um, but, but it's like, what's his goal? You know, like best case scenario, he gets me home, right? That's, that's the idea. And then we're naked together. And then I see his little tiny, teeny, incy beansy, pathetic soul. You know, cause guys, we can see that when we, fuck you, we can, we can. Women are weird though. We we like work at finding something wrong with us. Uh, I had this friend who's like, my fingers are chubby below the knuckles, <laughs> or like I have wrinkles on the back of my neck. <laughs> like I have a terrible personality. I was like, girls, be easy on yourselves. You know, none of these things matter. <laughs> um, I was on an all-female show the other night, actually, and there was this girl on stage that was just really really getting on her boyfriend's case for coming too fast. And I was kind of like, damn, you know, I was sitting in the audience, like, getting jealous. <laughs> this guy sounds like a fucking dream, come too fast. Are you kidding me? Like, get that out of the way so we can focus on pleasing me and listening to me talk, you know? <laughs> this guy sounds like a fucking amazing. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, I'll leave it on this. Um, be, since all this hashtag me too stuff's been going on, my boyfriend wanted to talk to me about consent. And I was like, baby, you know, I'm, I'm consenting all the time. <laughs> like for those of you who know a little bit about me, I'm very forward. You know, I'll say things like, this post-pubescent puss is really in the mood for that wiener, you know? <laughs> like, very clear, you know? Like, come on down to the quick and easy, you know what I mean? He was like, that's what I want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, apparently my consent to him really feels like assault. <laughs> We're in a bit of a, a conundrum, a bit of a catch-22 here. <laughs> you guys have been an amazing audience. Thank you so much for listening. Allison Hooker! Hope you can help me with my joke. Yay, yay. Well, the opening with the eight-year-old being more worldly is awesome. And then you did great crowd work with comics even. Like, good for you. Uh, rude, I feel like you can call him a nigger. I, I is that, that too much? I mean, I know you work with Hella Funny, so that your audience probably is there. But if you talk about negging for a while, and then you say, he was a rude negger, that's going to get, I mean, am I playing too hard to that? No. Uh, and then um, I also think that soul, I mean, there's a lot of ways to turn that, like, you know, so tiny his bank account and be like, I am a hooker. Ah, you know, like yeah. <laughs> the, the soul, I don't think it has the payoff that you, I think there might be a better payoff there okay. with something else. And then I think at the end, once you say wiener, which is hilarious, you should call back to the eight year old in the beginning. Okay. 
because it's like it's in the bush but now actually you have bush so it's like you're <laughs> I don't know There's okay some kind of eight-year-old call back there especially when you're like my pre-bed wiener like it's very childish okay it's funny thanks comments yeah. I really liked your set. Um, I especially liked how you can complain about things and people, like, you know, complaining about social circumstances without being too cruel. I, I, I just wanted to point that out because oh, I suck at that myself. <laughs> oh, I'm going to take some notes from like you on that. I don't like being mean to people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to learn how to complain without you know, putting other people down. So right I, I like that you do that. Oh, cool. Thank you. Thanks, other comments? Yay! <laughs> Allison Hooker! And guys, if you have extra time, which she did, you should use that time to tell people where your shows are upcoming or what have you, because why not? Um, all right. Your next comedian. Uh, it looks like a new name, uh, but I'm excited to have her here. Everybody put your hands together for Dvora Kazdan. <laughs> Hey guys, are you guys ready for some Jewish humor? <laughs> so I'm not trying to be a stereotype right now, but I'm deciding between being an accountant, a comedian, or a rabbi. Um, I'm an accounts payable clerk by day. I'm trying this shit out at night. And my dad is a Jews for Jesus rabbi in San Diego who wants me to take over the family business. This is a true story. Um, <laughs> so when I, told, when I first told my dad that I want to be a comedian, he was supportive. He was like, that's great, honey. But are you sure you don't want to be a rabbi? <laughs> like, I love my job. I get to tell jokes in front of the congregation. I s can surf whenever I want. Yes, he surfs. Everybody in San Diego surfs. That's why I got the fuck out of there. Um, and I just thought about it for a second, and I was like, huh, but can I make jokes about anal and still be a rabbi? Because then I might consider. And then he was like, well, you know, honey, as Jews, we've been getting anal from the universe since before time began. So if you want to talk about anal, you have to be a Jew. Um, no, I think if I were a rabbi, I'd institute a second circumcision, which would involve full castration, like Lorena Bobbitt style. I'd probably walk around the congregation singing the, the Hof Torah blessing, like, Baruch Atad and I, snip. Eloheinu Melech Alam, snip. Sur Kol Amim, snip. Sadik Bakol Hadarot, snip. Notice the word Sadik in the blessing. Sounds like Sadik. I take that as a sign from God to saw some dicks off. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like your dick is already whipped out as I'm like reading the Torah portion. So I take that as consent for a second circumcision. Like, I don't think you could smash the patriarchy, but I do think you could slice it in one fell swoop. Um, I'm single. <laughs> I'm not wor too worried about being single, though, because my grandma got more dick on J-Date than me last year. 
Um, she's a proper British Jewish woman. Like her accent is so posh that I can only repeat it. I could only do it if I repeat things that she says. Like she would call my house and be like, hi Liz, this is your mother. I'm just calling to wish you a good Shabbos. Or my friends call me the Duchess. Or you're getting fatter, fatter. Um, she was seeing a younger man, and by younger I mean 75. <laughs> and my mom called me up about it and was like, I don't agree with what's going on. Like, your grandmother took this guy home after one date. And I just was like, or wait, no, <laughs> I messed that up. Now, most people don't want to hear about their grandma's sex life, but I do. Um, and to my mom, I was like, first of all, like, grandma's basically dead. Like, let her go out with a bang. Get it, bang. And second of all, I was thinking, like, what am I doing worrying about finding a boyfriend? Like, I'll just catch my dick when I'm 86. Okay. You guys are awesome. Uh, I feel like you're missing an opportunity at the beginning. Uh, the three of us walk into a bar, okay. like me, myself, and I. Or I think there's a cheesy joke there with like an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and what was the third? An accountant, something, and a stand-up comedian. Why walk? We walk into a bar, or whatever the three of you are. Uh, and surfing is. Um, I'm surprised because you know it makes sense for the Christians down there because it's like Jesus walking on water. They're like, I just want to walk on water. Yeah. And I feel like that could be a tag for you that. Everyone's walking on water. Jesus wasn't so fucking special, was he? Uh, and then there's a thing uh, called, well, <laughs> isn't that what's, I don't know, surfing is like, anyways. Yeah. All, and don't surfers all think they're God or something, that the, the earth is breathing. Uh, circumcision, <laughs> circumcision is choice, is decision. It, that's, a, that's a group of people that go around. You can tagline them. It's like a thing on the internet. Circumcision, his choice, his decision. Anyways, I just feel like you're talking about circumcision. That was okay. lovely. I, it's just, it's a movement that exists. So I, I don't know. I'd just be interested in whatever. Uh, but that's all. The movement is for them to have? Like, yeah, it's like oh, okay. the idea behind that is like adults that don't, that kids, you don't, not forcing your children to be circumcised when they're babies, but like waiting till they make the conscious choice when they're six, 15, 16, 17, 18. It's, yeah, it's circumcision, his choice, his decision. It's a whole movement, but that's why, I mean, you're jo the concept is very edgy of what you're going to. And I, and I like that. And I would just keep delving because I'm, I'm interested in the concept of like, I don't know, it's a social idea of circumcision. Is it supposed to happen because it's clean or not? Or it's a Jew thing it's we white people do it because we're lazy like I don't know what's happening with that but I think it's a good place to delve into because it's unique yeah so that's all I have to say yeah it's fine I actually knew someone in college who said that um circumcision was the number one human rights violation in the world which wow. I yeah I wouldn't call it number one but <laughs> that's that's probably a little too far but yeah no it's a real thing so you can play with that I also I really like the premise of uh like your grandma taking a guy home on the first date and you you stopped yourself because you messed up the joke but I I really just wanted you to say like mom it could be her last date like <laughs> like that's she's got only so much time like that's a that's a fun premise premise to play with so um, yeah that was great I just wanted to point out when you were doing that prayer 
that uh, if you, uh, it's, it's, it's supposed to be singing, right? Like there are notes yeah. in it. If you pronounce that a little bit more, I think it might accentuate the snip part. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I also like the, the line that you had where uh, you're saying like, um, most people don't know, want to know about their grandma's sex life. But I do, right? Yeah. Like, I just like that, like, pause in there. I, I just wanted to point that out. That's just like a fun thing. Another really fun, silly thing that I kind of wanted to know more about was uh, your dad, because just the idea and the imagery of a surfing rabbi is just like so silly and fun that I, don't, I just kind of wanted to know more about that character, right? And yeah. just like that world that he lives in. But it was great. Yeah. Everybody clap wildly! Yay, Dvorak has done. Along here on the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio, I'm excited for your next comedian. Uh, he he was on a Virgin um, a podcast called Some Call Me Tim a while back, and uh, it was a great interview, and I enjoyed it very much. And uh, he's here now. He's a great storyteller. He's a funny guy. Put your hands together for Justin Q. Thank you. Um, I don't want to cause trouble, but I just have the perfect joke in my pocket to follow that conversation. I think that circumcising your kids makes you a bit of a dick. Uh, I wish I had more than four minutes. I would love to talk about the paintings in this room. I understand that they were done by a woman, is that right? And I want to meet her. I think that this is my type of person. I think, I think we need to hang out if you, if you want to hook her up with me. Um, all else I've got is I'm just going to whine about dating for a few minutes, uh, as many of these as I can get through. Dating isn't fun anymore. I think it's been ruined by technology. We can all agree with that. I can swipe left and right until my hand is tired, and she still needs to get out her vibrator. <laughs> Meeting women online is also no fun. It's like a raffle where the only prize is disappointment. A lot of girls I meet online tell me they're polyamorous eventually or right away. And you know, and you know, I'm, I think it's great that, uh, that you're getting so much action. But for me, being with a girl that a bunch of guys are fucking is like eating a sandwich that a bunch of guys are fucking. <laughs> Sometimes I'll meet a girl online and I'll get all excited. I haven't been on a date in a while and I show up and she looks nothing like her picture. And I'm always so disappointed by that, I barely let her spend the night. Uh, they say the thing about online dating, I don't know if you've heard this, that the odds are good, but the goods are odd. Ever heard that? Uh, it's not true. The odds are not that good. Uh, I figured out, actually, if you take what I earn per hour, right, and you multiply that by the amount of time it actually takes me to get one girl to meet me in real life from the internet, I could take all that time and money, and I could buy a shotgun and blow my fucking head off. I know complaining about online dating is like passe, it's boring, everybody does it, but you know, it's also not fair because it's only thanks to internet dating. I actually sleep with a ton of women every year, which I think if you do the math is like seven or eight. Um, a lot of guys measure their sex lives entirely by the number of women they've slept with, and that's, that is wrong to do. It's the number times height over weight. It's 2018, learn math. 
Um, I would quit online dating. I'm sick of it. But it's even harder to meet women in real life. It's just gotten so confusing. Like, I thought it was going to be a lot easier to get laid at a slut walk. <laughs> I'm not sure what I was supposed to expect. Um, but I'm not ready to give up yet. I'm very stubborn. I don't give up very easy. I'm the kind of guy who I kept the same condom in my wallet for years before I could finally admit you're only supposed to use them once. <laughs> um, Trojan, by the way, not the best name for a condom. The Trojan horse is known, right, for sneaking in and breaking open and releasing a bunch of men who ruin everything. <laughs> Uh, where are we? So I've had a lot of relationship problems. I'm, I'm pretty bitter. Once I was with this girl, and like I was more into her than she was into me. And she had a problem with that. She said it was a waste of a perfectly good strap-on. Uh, and when she left, it just made me want to extinguish hope forever. Kind of a stupid name is Hope, anyway. <laughs> I know I sound bitter, I know like I sound, you know, but I've, I know I have my part in all this too. Like, before I can really love someone else, I know I have to love myself. It helps me last longer. <laughs> I don't get what the big deal is about makeup sex. I hear people rave about makeup sex all the time, and I've tried it. It's not any more fun than normal, and it takes forever to get the lipstick off my cock. <laughs> Uh, I think that's about all I can fit in, right? All right, thanks. Yay, Thank you. Hey, Justin Q! Uh, wow. Uh, you have you have really great writing, and uh, I think it sounds great on the radio because memorization is a thing. Like, nobody would know in Radioland. It was so funny just listening to it. Yeah. Um, but... And that works for this medium, but having it, and there, it's really good writing and it's probably new stuff, but memorization will help you just in your regular stuff. Yeah. But your delivery is so funny because with, you said you shoot, you're going to shoot yourself. I was thought that was very funny. So kudos. It's hard to, it's hard to make a suicide joke. Uh, funny. I've got a lot of those. And the ton, the ton Why thing, I like this chick. your math jokes, the reason that you can't get a lady is because you tell math jokes, but no, they're really funny. Like the math jokes are really, really funny. The, ton and mm -hmm. then the weight over thing that was all very very clever very mm -hmm. clever 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 mm -hmm. so yay i just say just memorize all that shit and you're yeah, good to go that's the yeah i keep rewriting it and i can never remember the order but i'm trying to finalize it yeah i would okay this forgive me if this sounds weird but i think you should play up the jokes that you said that made you sound a little creepier because that yeah. was a really fun angle to hear that from because i think everything that wasn't a, like talking about extinguishing hope that that's oh i was gonna say which jokes were those yeah yeah exactly extinguish hope um i have more like that yeah uh yeah you could even uh if you want to uh because okay and this is i don't mean to say anything uh like you don't seem like the guy who has who is with six or seven women every year which is okay i'm not i'm mm -hmm. actually not that guy mm -hmm. so but i'm saying if you do that ton joke uh like if you say i've slept with a ton of women in my life and it's like that's like two or three like um then maybe it's a little tighter and so life and not year yeah i think i i think that that would be funny because it it shrinks the number even more uh oh so it makes me look more like a 
like it like makes a, them fatter. Yeah. Oh, I see. Because if you sleep with a ton of women of and there's, so there's four this, of them, that's right. like they were all 250 pounds. You're calling them fat, which is so like instead of every year, just I've it's only because of online dating I've slept with a ton of women. Yeah, which or, is I think yeah like you could say in my yeah. life or not, but yeah, yeah, there's there's definitely like a lot of fun little things you did. I would focus on those. Um, those jokes that got laughs here because when you got laughs they were quick they yeah. were very quick jokes and that's those are fucking great so mm -hmm. yeah do that that was, that was fun awesome thank you yeah. so yeah do that that's great <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just want to yeah. dude super clever a lot thank of you. really clever funny stuff um I was just the, uh, the only thing I was gonna point out was that like for your darker jokes that landed for me, what really made it like made me feel comfortable despite how dark they could be yeah. was just like you had like a little like smile on your face just to kind of let like the, everybody know that you you know you're just like we're having fun yeah right and yeah. so like I know you can't hear it on the radio so. but but you Sorry, it you came can, across it, it, it came across listening wise like you can that hear you were very likable you can hear and, smiles yeah, yeah kind of yeah it just made it fun yeah, yeah. thank you it was cool thanks very much. Um, my only thought was I, I really liked your stuff. It's so funny. Thank you. Um, I think that the the ones that had the like ugh moment, I would almost want to see them earlier. Cause like yeah, I someone told me the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like we we start to like really like you, and then you do like a bomb drop. And we're like wait. <laughs> so I feel like if yeah. you did them first, I don't know. I just I just think it would make some of the other ones. Can you point out which ones, the, like the ones uh, right? The one where you like, I would go buy a shotgun and shoot my head off. Right, like, okay. I so like anything that that's really familiar. uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would just set the tone. That's just my opinion. Because I have difficulty telling which ones are more and less uncomfortable to people. Uh, I'm going to have to run that by. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very um, helpful, though. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. There's just one suggestion. Uh -huh live in your jokes more be like louder and like more present yeah i don't yeah and i don't do that and by the things you're saying firmly yeah and that's it and I'm then there'll them, be yeah. jokes and I'm, then you'll be fine i'm reading them a different way every time and seeing what works and yeah, yeah. Stop, stop. you're right more more yeah yeah just memorize them and then when yeah. it comes out the way it comes out because it's memorized it'll, you'll see what it's, then you can play with it that yeah, way yeah. i think it's easier for it to naturally come out and then decide which way you want it rather than trying to plan which way you want like right. just learn the words first and you'll be fine yeah i don't care any way you learn the words when you learn them land on them and stay on them yeah that's yeah. what i'm saying yep okay i like that's it. all i'm saying i think that would be good for you because like at least you know, you'd have the audience with you, good or bad or indifferent. Cool. You know, that's 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 my only suggestion. Everybody cool. clap you. for our favorite creep, Justin Q. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're not creepy. You're a very lovely person. What a lovely guy. You're an ex-comedian, another lovely lady. She's been producing shows. You guys should go see him. Put your hands together for Cass Inglesby. <laughs> So, um, are you guys sports ball fans? Any sports ball fans in the room? <laughs> so, have you guys been watching uh, the March Madness, like all the basketball tournaments that are going on? Yeah, I have a really hard time watching basketball, um, mostly because of the commentary. It's like. Um, uh, the game's tied at 69, or um, he got the rejection, or um, he keeps feeding the horse. I really don't know what that one means, but um, it sounds really dirty. So, 
Yeah. Um, I had, it was similar um, when I in high school when I was trying to read Lords of the Flies. Have you read? You guys read Lords of the Flies? Yeah. Um, so I had a really hard time. I couldn't. I didn't read it. I was listening to an audio book because that's what I do. Um, and uh, I had a really hard time listening to it because it was like piggy blew, uh, piggy bent down and blew the conch. I'm like, I okay. I can't listen to this smut. This is this is too much for me. Uh, yeah. So I I have a dirty mind, I guess. Um, I started looking at porn when I was nine years old. Um, I, it was in Playboy's in my grandfather's bathroom. Um, now as an adult looking back, it was I, 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 they, were, I, they were really dirty. Thinking about it, thinking about those magazines are probably really dirty. Not not because of the imagery, but because they were my grandfather's porn collection. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah, and so I, I'm a little weird. I get made fun of a lot. 